This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Speaker Kevin McCarthy is scrambling to find a new plan to keep the government open and maybe keep his job. This after the last plan failed and the one before that and the one before that, depending on how you're counting. All he's been able to do in the face of a government shutdown just eight days away is send members home for a long weekend. Part of McCarthy's bind is that if he works with Democrats to pass a funding bill, some conservative members might try to push him out of his speaker role. At least two Republicans say they are now ready to take a rare procedural step to join Democrats and get the job done. Overnight, President Biden responded to the Republican chaos. He said, last time there was a government shutdown, 800,000 Americans were furloughed or worked without pay. But enjoy your weekend. We did just learn the federal government will soon formally start the process of preparing for a shutdown. Really, it's just eight days away. CNN's Lauren Fox on Capitol Hill are with the latest, Lauren. So what's actually happening? Yeah, plan A failed, plan B failed. I think we're on plan C or D at this point. And House Republicans now are going to try and pass 11 individual spending bills in just a matter of days. But as you noted, they are back home for the weekend. There are expected to be meetings happening in House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's office today and perhaps even into tomorrow. But right now, the House Rules Committee is expected in a couple of hours to begin the process of trying to put on the floor individual spending bills. But the problem with that gamble is that anything that they pass would be dead on arrival in the Senate. And it's not clear that they would have the Republican support that they would need, because one of the bills that they're working on is that Department of Defense spending bill that would fund the department for one year. But they failed to pass a procedural step yesterday on the floor. It was the second time in just a matter of weeks that that legislation has failed. So that is what Kevin McCarthy is working against. And he's acknowledging that he has some people in his conference that may never get to yes. It's frustrating in the sense that I don't understand why anybody votes against bringing the idea and having the debate. And then you've got all the amendments if you don't like the bill. This is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. At this point, one of the only solutions is for Republicans and Democrats to find a way forward. The votes would likely be there for some kind of short-term spending bill that would include disaster aid or Ukraine funding. But you would have to make a decision as House Speaker Kevin McCarthy whether or not he was going to bring that to the floor. Because as you noted, any decision to work with Democrats could mean the end of his speakership. And that is why this is such a politically precarious position for McCarthy to be in right now. Because of all of this, and we heard how... <laughs> Frustrated, Speaker McCarthy was earlier saying that those hardliners want to burn the house down, as he framed it. Do you believe he emerges from this with his job intact? 
I don't know, but I think that's a poor choice of words. Uh, we don't want to burn the house down. We just want us to be fiscally sound. That's what we ran for. That's why I believe we, we received a very slim majority because we didn't push that out to the American public, just how just the billions and billions of dollars that we're wasting I mean, daily. Uh, we sent 140, almost $140 billion to Ukraine unchecked, and then the poor people in Maui can't even get anything. And uh, the people in Pennsylvania, after the chemical spill, they're still waiting. And um, I just think our priorities out of whack. And now I understand if we shut Do down the Ukraine, him, said that speaker. I have my questions. I have my doubts right now because uh, I'm seeing uh, we need leadership, ma'am. We don't need someone just to say we got 218 votes or whatever that jumps on the train after it leaves the station. Uh, we need some people. Um, speaker Pelosi, for instance, I'll give you a, you know, I, I don't agree with her ever, hardly on anything, but she uh, she was pretty successful in her and, and the way she did it was she put an issue out amongst her caucus. She met with them. She got a um, uh, she figured out what they wanted and then they put it on the floor and they passed it and they rallied around. It. A lot of work goes into that, but we're not seeing that. I'm not seeing that work right now. And um, and it's very disappointing to me. I mean, what do you make of Maggie Trump getting involved in this weighing in late last night saying Republicans should not pass this short term bill, which Kevin McCarthy and them were trying to get Republicans behind? I mean, he, he has this hope that it would affect his investigations. But as the congressman made clear, it, it would not. No, it's not going to. And, and I think realistically, Donald Trump has been told that uh, by advisors. I think he is aware that this is the case. He has repeatedly done things that make life a little more complicated for Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy had various points has done things that have upset uh, pres former President Trump, including not endorsing him, which we're aware of. And so I don't think it's a surprise that he is twisting the knife here. I think that, you you know, Trump is much more aligned with these members who, as Alyssa correctly says, are talking about fiscal responsibility. And, and some of them clearly believe it, but many of them are, are talking about other things. And, and this is this is a little different from some of the early days of, say, the Tea Party, when that first wave came in, when it really was much more about spending. Yeah. It is now become about all kinds of other things. Uh, and Trump cares about all kinds of other things. Spending is sort of theoretical. Yeah, it's certainly not. He's not, you know, obsessed He's with He's not a fiscal conservative, <laughs> shall we say. Uh, Friday, 22 September, Year of Our Lord, 2023. Um, of course, there's a lot going on. The um, the first day of Matt Gates Matt Gaetz's uh, reign as Speaker of the House because that's really where we are. And Politico agrees with us. I think The Guardian agrees with us. I think The Messenger agrees with us. Other newspapers out there. Uh, I think The Hill agrees with us. What Gates was able to pull off with the backing, and this is what leadership is. I want to compare and contrast McCarthy to Matt Gates. Matt Gates has taken very... Um, Positions that he clarifies quite succinctly, and you know exactly where he is, and you kind of see a process or a critical path of how to achieve his objectives. McCarthy is all the shuffle and, you know, trying to slap stuff together or let Byron Donalds run around and try to do a ridiculous CR. That's not leadership. That's what Burchett's trying to, the point Burchett's making about Nancy Pelosi. As much as you detest Nancy Pelosi's policies, and maybe even her as a person, as a leader, she would bang heads, get a program, and make sure people were on board and got on board. And she would take input, if there was problems with it, to make mid-course corrections. 
That's why she was quite successful. When she ran it from her from their perspective, she was quite successful. That's what we have a lack of uh, leadership because it's the pro- that's these gutless, spineless Republicans. They just want to, and it's kind of the Fox News, Murdoch Republican, just tap it along. And this is how we got in this shape. I want to go back to, to, to what Maggie Haberman and others are talking about. And when President Trump put up the truth social, when they talk about these other things, they're, they're, they're inextricably linked. And let me explain this. When people have been on here and you had this uh, thing about, oh, we're going to do an 8% across the board for 30 days or a 2% or if we don't get a budget, there's going to be 1%. Those are horizontal. Just try to lop it all off in some type of, of measure, which never works. First, it never gets passed, never works. The way – and this was the – there was a certain group in the White House with Russ vote back in 17 when we first took over that, uh, that was very much focused on programmatically – the, the terms de-woke and de-weaponized came later. But it is – what we're talking about here is significant and, as Steve Collinson at CNN says, massive cuts in federal spending. That is – those cuts are just not going to be willy-nilly. The program here is to de-woke, de-weaponize, defund, and defang the Leviathan. All this madness that we report on every day, whether well, it's invasion of the southern border and they're flying people in from Central America into the heartland of the country and not telling anybody, you know, 221,000. By the way, that story's up on the New York Post today. We broke it yesterday with Todd Benson. Todd Benson's piece uh, is up today in the New York Post. All these different things you see in the, in the, in the woke military, uh, just across the board. We could go to DOJ, the FBI, all of it. This is all programmatic. And one of the things we've been saying as MACA is why are we funding this? Why are we continuing on with this? So when Maggie dismisses it, oh, there's people that want other things. <clears throat> you do have a hardcore that wants, is leading and say, look, we've got to get to a balanced budget. We, the five trillion versus the seven trillion, we've got to close that gap. We have to close it as close to immediately as possible. And then there's others say, yeah, but we've got to focus on getting the woke and weaponized. But in a combination – it is how you get control of this, how you deconstruct the administrative state. At the exact same time, you're getting the nation's fiscal house in order. That is the fight before us. And now, so what is Gates, what do we argue from the beginning? Remember, when the deal, let's go back in time, when the deal was cut for the debt ceiling for two years, we hated it. We hated it. And a lot of people came up, led by Tom Massey, and said, no, 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 we're going to go through the appropriations process. We'll have regular order. We'll be able to get these cuts. Uh, you'll be able to get cuts in, uh, in the appropriation process. And, and the leadership, McCarthy in leadership, purposely, purposely didn't do anything. Those bills from the subcommittees were all supposed to be coming out. In the, in, in the April and May, June time frame, remember we talked about this? Most of them were supposed to be passed before they took an August recess. So when he came back to September, it was just negotiating with the Senate, and then you could, make, you could have your debate and fight and then fund the government uh, by midnight on the 30th of September. They purposely gamed the system because they thought this is the old days. You're just a bunch of morons going to listen to Fox, and Fox is going to tell you, oh, no, you can't do it. you got to keep the government open. We're going to run around, and then you got to get a CR, you got to get a CR, and then you got to get an omnibus, 
and Rupert Murdoch's going to have the back of McConnell and all his cronies. No, that didn't work. Immediately, we kept identifying how little time they had and how they hadn't done anything. And they were just going to try to avoid because they, they want Remember, McCarthy and his team don't want they don't they're not the lobbyists and the, and the corporate interests. They don't care about a balanced budget. They're making plenty of money. They don't care about the future. They care about the now, the profitability now. That's the money spent now. So then they throw it a shiny toy. This is how little respect they have for you. They throw it the shiny toy of the impeachment. Oh, the MAGA people that breathe through their mouths support Trump so much and hate Biden so much. All we have to do is throw out an impeachment thing. And they'll all run over there, impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. And in fact, he goes on Maria Bartiroma and says, we can't shut down the federal government. The government can't shut down because of lack of funding because then we wouldn't be able to do impeachment. That was the classic Fox Murdoch put the hook in the mouth of the people. And guess what? This audience said, dude, what are you talking about? Yes, we have to have the impeachment. Quite frankly, you haven't moved fast enough and you haven't moved seriously enough and you've wasted too much time. It's nine months. But that has nothing to do with this. This is the main thing. That, that is very important and part of it. And we have to do it going forward. You didn't take the bait. And that has been the drama. And then Gates came back. And Gates went to basically the well, went to the house and gave that dramatic on the day they flew back in, gave that dramatic speech. And he said, you are not in compliance with the deal you made. And particularly about the spending, you're not, of course, J6 videos, but you're not in compliance in the central thing since you screwed us on this debt deal that we're going to get our hands around the spending on the appropriations, single subject appropriations bill or regular order, however you want to call it. And he says, you're not in compliance, sir, and you're either going to get in compliance or we're going to get you out of here. And so right now, this process is to get him into compliance on the appropriations bill, and that is the fight. And remember, they're playing a million games behind the scenes. Don't think this is going to be easy. Look, you're fighting for power and control, of a $7 trillion budget of the most powerful nation on earth, right? This is not for ribbon clerks. This is as tough and nasty as it possibly can get. And behind the scenes, it's brutal. But guess what? As we start the show on the 22nd of September in the year of our Lord 2023, you, this audience, this cadre, this revolutionary cadre, of which our founders would be quite proud, are holding a republic. Remember what Franklin warned us? A republic, if you can keep it. Well, you're keeping it by the tiniest of threads, but we're holding on. This morning, we're going to go through all of it here in the war room. I am the last person on earth to nag you about your diet. I think you can see I don't always make the healthiest food choices either. But I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens every morning. Unlike the others, each fruit and each vegetable and field of greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lungs, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. 
If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Now, let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com. More energy. You'll look better. You'll feel better. And you'll get what the Mayo Clinic says is what you need in fruits and vegetables every day. Fieldofgreens.com. Code Bannon. Take agency. Do it today. Action, action, action. I want to make sure you understand, particularly on Fox, when you're watching Fox, you're not watching Fox. What you're watching is the Murdochs, okay? The Murdochs have Paul Ryan on their board for a reason. That reason is that they are the controlled opposition and they are the uniparty, and they're going to put the uniparty people up there. Murdoch and Fox, and <clears throat> 16, let me be blunt. They tried to kneecap Trump with Megyn Kelly at the first debate, okay? And Breitbart, we backed him off with the great Matt Boyle and uh, Tony Lee. We backed him off. They were never that far in our camp, trust me, it, even when the numbers closed. Murdoch was never, they were always jiggy about that. And after Billy Bush, they completely flipped. And the weekend before, they told us. They told me to my face, you know, they also told me to my face, they'd already done the polling, Murdoch made a decision, there was going to be Hillary Clinton, there's going to be foreign electoral votes, this is going to be a landslide, we were down by five or six, it was over, okay? And that's why Paul Ryan, well, that's one of the reasons Paul Ryan didn't come, he wasn't there on that Sunday beforehand. He called us up and he says, hey, you're going to lose Wisconsin, you're going to lose again, I can't be associated, I already lost with Romney, I can't be associated with another national campaign loser. And they backed out, they didn't, never had Trump's back, ever. Murdoch tweeted out in uh, in uh, in the summer of 15, I think it was July, mm-hmm. quote, uh, Trump, stop. You're embarrassing yourself and the country. Mur- Murdoch's always said, only after we won and he was rubbing up on Jared, uh, those two rubbed up on each other, that uh, there was any kind of rapprochement. And then as soon as, as soon as 3 November, they called it early. Boom. They were out on Trump. You can read the depositions. They never once said, let's have an investigative reporter. Let's look at this math. Have we done our own analysis? Have we, got drilled, have we drilled down and looked at this independently, brought in a new team to look at, like a team B to look with new eyes no 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 effort whatsoever and then they said we're going to make this is we're going to make trump a non-person well guess what we're making you a non-person we're not gonna have a bunch of foreigners uh a bunch of foreigners uh you know intrude into america if you've also you already done enough damage with Iraq and Afghanistan, your cheerleading for the Iraq war was was outrageous. You're you're selling the lie, and you talk about the election stealing. Uh, you know, oh, we can't push that. You know, we can't. Uh, you know, Trump's terrible. All these people are awful. We're not going to have them back on. Terrible. There's just terrible. Think about it. you never went and never did anything on the weapons of mass destruction lie that Cheney sold the nation. It was outrageous. They're neoliberal neocons. You have to understand. It. There's a construct of the way the world operates. It's capital markets and it's national security. That's what's converging and conflating this crisis, this collapse. The, the Murdochs, have that, they're, they're at the center of that. Their global media empire is at the center of that, of the neoliberal, neocon world order. And that is what is collapsing before you. You're the only ones that can keep it going because they need your taxes. They need your pension funds. They need the insurance companies that have your money. And uh, most importantly, they need your sons and daughters to go die on foreign battlefields on wars that are forgotten afterwards and have no victory. That, that's the tragedy for, you know, when Mo was over in Iraq, you sit there every day, you have no control. It's all in God's hands, but you're sitting there. What is this all for? 
what am I doing? Is this is this the is this for the Iraqis to have democracy so that a couple of years later they can sit there and go, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna sell the oil to the Chinese Communist Party. We're gonna, we're gonna have a huge output deal, and guess what? We're gonna convert it. We're gonna only take it in in a Chinese yuan. You're not gonna convert into dollars to break the petrodollar. That that's the reality of the world. Okay, Murdoch. Here's the way it's gonna be, brother. You've disrespected Donald J. Trump long enough, okay? He goes to East uh, Palestine and gets the Biden administration. It's a global news event, and you don't cover it live. Is there that much happening on Fox News at 2 in the afternoon that you can't cover him live? He hasn't been on Fox News since he announced for presidency. Let me ask you, any guy that brought peace to the world for four years until a Chinese let off a bioweapon, right, wouldn't you think to have respect for the audience, you would have him back up here to talk about the geopolitical Would If you had respect for people, wouldn't you do that? They don't respect you. Read the depositions. The deposition, they have a fear, a loathing, and contempt for you. And you're the ones that can make changes. The shareholders, if you want your share price to stay up, you need to take action. The first thing you need to do is get rid of Paul Ryan as an independent director. If Paul Ryan's saying that Trump wins, he's not going to go, then you got to get rid of him. The Murdochs immediately have to start covering President Trump. So you make the point about the press uh, and the media, and, and yeah, I think most of the media is quite hostile towards you. One of the ones that I think people are surprised that has been hostile towards you has been Fox, especially recently. Yeah. Um, Murdoch says he's out. What do you think? Well, I wish him luck. Uh, we've done... Fine with Fox. We've done well with Fox over the years. Uh, Roger Ailes was a great guy and a friend of mine, somebody I respected a lot. He did a fantastic job. Uh, they picked their opponents. Perhaps it's their globalists. Who knows why? Uh, we had the greatest economy in history. We had the strongest border in history. We cut taxes uh, greater than Ronald Reagan. You know, our tax cut was bigger than the Reagan tax cut, which was also very big. Uh, we had uh, we did things with regulations. That's why we had the best job numbers. Anyone we had the best economy in history. Uh, but somehow I j there's just an edge there. Mm. You know, if you look at the anchors, uh, you take a look at Sean Hannity. Uh, Laura's been great. They're, they've all been, I mean, they've been good. But there's an overhang that you just feel there's something missing. Do you think he's Does that going make there? sense to you? It does. But do you think he's going because he kind of went all in against you in this primary cycle? And I think he's kind of realized now that he's not going to win that battle. Do you think that's why he's kind of shuffling himself? Well, they put everything against the sanctimonious. And he's no, he's not a talented person. You know, he's just not a talented person. It shows you what a class act President Trump is. He's, um, he's too much of a gentleman to actually go through. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch detests Donald Trump and has fought him every step of the way and detests you, the audience. They use you, and they want you to be as dumb as a brick. Their coverage on 9-11 was a disaster. It never really got to the bottom of 9-11. They never made a big deal when the 9-11 report came out. It had the redacted pages on the Saudis, right? Never. Uh, Murdoch's network, because of their business relationship in China and trying to launch in China, Sky TV, which they've been up and down, up and down. And he was married to, this, uh, to the Sky TV anchor, Wendy Deng, who is known openly as a Chinese Communist Party asset. Married to her.
Terrible on China and the CCP. Terrible. He, he, Fox created with Cheney and promoted the Iraq war all the way through and the Afghanistan war. Fox Business is one of the worst leading up with the, the terrible coverage completely caught by surprise in the financial crisis of 2008. And then in series, Romney was their guy, and then Bush was their guy against Trump, and after Bush failed, anybody but Trump. Remember, they tried to kneecap Trump in August of 2015 at the first debate. Brett Baer first with who's, you know, the loyalty test. When Trump didn't raise his hand and shocked, you know, the audience supported him, but shocked. They, Fox, thought that was going to kneecap Trump. And then with Megyn Kelly right afterwards. And the great fight at Breitbart that we had with Megyn Kelly. PBS did an entire hour special. She called me a misogynist. Ailes called me because I put Matt Boyle and Tony Lee, my two best weapons, and we went after her for doing what Rush Limbaugh used to call drive-by media, trying to kneecap Trump right out of the box with the terrible things in his Twitter account, the terrible things on Facebook. You know, going back over, what, 10 years, 15 years, and picking out one or two things on a national state. And if Donald Trump had not had the presence of mind, and he says it, the presence of mind in that moment, in that unforgiving minute, to come up with the Rosie O'Donnell speech, who knows how, how, where that would have gone. And they were still relentless against him. They thought he, he they thought, but Murdoch hated him and said, this guy's not real, and he'll never be president. In, in the administration, they only supported Trump when they realized not just that Trump would win, but Trump knew how to govern. I was there at the very first dinner, which I said we shouldn't do, but hey, oftentimes I'm just a lonely voice. My strong recommendation is not to have him in the White House and certainly not have him to dinner. But President Trump, in his own way, put me right next to him. And he's not a bright guy. He knows nothing. He's a foreigner. He doesn't under he didn't understand the Trump movement. He didn't understand MAGA. He didn't understand how Trump won, and particularly how Trump won in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania, because he's not an American. Doesn't understand America. And then after the they were the ones that drove the, they provided the cover. They provided the media cover for the stealing. The calling in in in, uh, in Arizona to give the left wing media media coverage. To then flip all when we know they were stealing it overnight and stealing it in Arizona. That was Fox and Rupert Murdoch. That's an unforgivable sin. Then afterwards, think about this for a second. With everything that's happened to President Trump, and that's why I always refer to him as Cincinnati, so that, that, that figure in Roman history, the general that retired and went back to his farm and then came back again against everything about his family and his life and the you know, retirement that came back to save Rome again. That's Donald Trump. They used to call Washington Cincinnati. Trump is a modern Cincinnati. And what was Rupert Murdoch? What did Rupert Murdoch say? What did Rupert Murdoch tell his minions they're going to do in the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post, the Times of London, all of it, and, of course, Fox News and Fox Business, Murdoch News and Murdoch Business? What was, what was Trump's reward for one of the greatest acts of patriotism? Because, remember, none of these indictments would have taken place. The 700 years in prison wouldn't take place. If Trump had just gone back to Mar-a-Lago and, and just, you know, run his business and b built, b bought more golf courses and built more hotels, all of this, none of this would have happened. That was directly because a hero came back to say, no, I need to continue to lead this movement to save the republic. And what was Rupert Murdoch's response to that? We're going to make him a non-person. 
We are going to make him. We, Fox News, Fox Business, the Wall Street Journal, all the power on earth, temporal power that he has, Rupert Murdoch, a demon and a devil. A demon and a devil. He says, we're going to make Cincinnatus a non-person. Well, sir, I respectfully submit on the day that your dementia, finally, they finally shuffled you off stage, that Donald Trump is Cincinnatus and a hero to the American people and will go down in history as a hero. And you, sir, are a foreign scumbag that's done nothing but destroy this country. Rudy Giuliani, the greatest mayor in the history of New York, next in the war room. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, well, welcome in uh, uh, America's, uh, America's Mayor, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Really, Rudy, I, I'm not too hard. And I just want to make sure the audience understands this, because I know the audience gets this, but I just want to reemphasize something. You know, they always talk about Trump's a narcissist and Trump's this. It's all about his ego and everything like this. Think about just what he told Raheem. And Raheem, I think, go to National Pulse. Raheem's going to have this amazing interview, quite lengthy, with President Trump. And it's not the typical. Raheem, I think, really gets into some serious issues and, and things about President Trump's personal life and his background. It's going to be – Raheem is a fabulous, fabulous interviewer, as you guys know, reading the National Pulse. Make sure you go there. Um, I want to just make sure people understand the class – of Donald Trump. Donald Trump knows what Murdoch and what Fox have tried to do to him, calling him a non-person, and to go and to destroy him when he was at his weakest, 
right when he left the White House in those first couple of months, right, that from, from, from January to start getting your sea legs probably April or May. And that's when the Murdochs really made the move to make him a non-person, to give him no coverage, nothing. Think about what, think about that mentality. Everything Donald Trump had done for, the, for this country, and as much as the Murdochs tried to suck up to him when he was president, that tells you what scumbags they are. And the sons are worse. First of all, the sons are worse because they're more incompetent. They're, they're just two rich kids. If their names were Lachlan Smith and James Smith, they'd be some mid-level marketing guy somewhere in, a, in another country because they're not Americans. They'd be hanging out in, in London somewhere, somewhere outside London. They're zero talent. Zero, look, watch six. I haven't never watched it, but I've heard about it from, from uh, the writers or from people associated with the writers. Um, the, um, they're, they're talentless. And Rupert is a uh, Murdoch is a crafty media guy who, like, illegally in the middle of the night that because of money paid – Right and and influence used became a U.S. citizen out of nowhere. So you could buy Fox, the Fox Channel, not Fox News, but the Fox because foreigners can't own broadcast channels. Foreigners should not be able to own cable properties, cable news properties. Why are we letting foreigners? You see any Americans owning owning big uh, networks or cable news in 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 England? Do you see them own them in Australia? Uh, don't think so. Those countries run. I don't know why we're having foreigners in. All they want you to be is dumb. That, remember, they're Mitch McConnell's biggest backers. They're Paul, Paul Ryan's on the board. Does that tell you enough? And for Trump, just remember, and Trump knows this, and there he still says, he says, I wish him well and everything. That shows you the class of Donald Trump. That shows you the class of Donald Trump. And it infuriates me that people, the Murdochs think they can get away with it. They're not going to get away with it. It's TV for stupid people. The, the, their entire thing is to drill you with Republican talking points to dumb you down and follow Mitch, McCar uh, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, McCarthy, everything. Think about what they did in January. Fox, all night long, oh, this is chaos. It's going to bring chaos. You can't do this. If it hadn't been for War Room, Real America's Voice, Posobiec, uh, Charlie Kirk, and others of these podcasters and streaming services, we would have never had that fight would have never been won. We wouldn't have won this fight right here. Oh, it's all chaos. The government can't shut down. You know, you got Dana Perina, another Bush apparatchik, sitting there yesterday the, 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 on, on Fox. They're saying the problem in Ukraine, and by the way, we've shut that thing down. That's the whole reason the defense bill was pulled, because to take the money out of the $300 million, we don't want anything. Forget the $24 billion. We want every penny out of the defense budget, which they came out immediately and said, no, we've got to ring fence this. We have to ring fence it. There's going to be a huge fight over that. No more money for Ukraine. In fact, in Ukraine, we want the IG. I want the money, some money back. I want to take the money back from the oligarchs. I want to take all their their yachts down in, in, in Monaco, and sell them. But that's our money. That's, I want to put that money into the United States of America. I want to put that money down the Rio Grande Valley. That's where I want to put it, down in South Texas, Eagle Pass. How about that? We'll put the money down there. That's where the money should go. The Murdochs are sitting there now. The problem is, Murdoch News, the problem is we haven't given them enough arms, enough long-range missiles, enough. We haven't given them enough and quick enough and fast enough. And they got Kirby on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a warmonger because they got the defense industry advertising over there. It's all about money and power. Mayor, you, you've, known, you've known this guy. And by the way, he's no fan of yours from the beginning when you were the greatest mayor in New York. The only, only time he came your buddy, Ailes was with you, the only time he came your buddy is after you won. And just like Trump, he wasn't for Trump. They were for Hillary Clinton. They weren't for Trump. Rudy Giuliani.
Well, in my case, I had a very, very close relationship with Roger. So that kind of superseded. Roger was my first campaign consultant when I ran in 1989. And Roger was a lot more than a campaign consultant. He was the campaign dictator. He ran it. <laughs> and I, w I would say without any hesitation, Roger taught me how to be, taught me the transition from lawyer to politician. Uh, and he trained me about the same time he was training Rush Limbaugh. So I became friendly with Rush. So those were my friends. Now, I actually put Fox on television in New York. They came to me, Roger and Rupert, while I was mayor and begged me to get the New York City station because Turner would not let them on in New York. And they paid me an enormous amount of money to rent one of our cable outlets. We had four. And I was renting that one to international broadcasting, getting relatively little money. And I made, for one year, I made a fortune on it. But that got them on in New York and it forced them in. Big lawsuit. Turner sued me. They sued them. We sued them back. So I take some credit for Fox getting a chance to live. And I had to go up against one of my best friends, uh, Dick Parsons, who was the president of Time Warner at the time. And we've luckily put our friendship back together again. But, you know, uh, Dick told me that Turner told him at the end when they finally settled, we made a mistake. We never should have let this guy live. He wasn't talking about Rupert. He was talking about Roger. Yep. Roger was a, Roger was a classic. But you were there with us when R Rupert was never, was never a supporter of uh, Trump ever. Only when Trump won, it was Ailes that it was Ailes that had our back. When when uh, Ru when Rupert thought he was going to win, he was on the phone with me, Jared, you, oh, incessantly, quite a bit. Uh, and when he was in the other, he wouldn't he wouldn't even take our calls. And he did that to me when I ran. He uh, supported me as soon as he saw I was going to win. And this is this is before Raj. Uh, he became uh, a supporter. Now, during my mayoralty, they were supporters because they basically have conservative reporters who saw the world the way I did. But um, the, the, the people he hires, and many of them are more conservative than he is. I mean, I, I'm surprised you and I got the hard drive through. You know, there was a lot of opposition to that. Without By the way, Miranda, I, that's the New York Post. I tell you, if one Miranda Devine, Emma Joe Morris, the same, and by the way, Murdoch had to sign off on that. I give a hat tip to that. The New York Post, and they're, 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 the reason we went there, as you know, Rudy, they're experts at doing this. They have the lawyers and all that, and that he had to make that final decision. So that's a hat tip to him. Notice he didn't put it in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> he, 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 okay, I'll give him that. He hedged his bets, right? The, 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 uh, uh, he did it in the, the older paper, but, but the less pre prestigious paper, right? I like it better, but... Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, 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 in, tab, in the tabloids, it's, it's my favorite. still my favorite, although he, he owns it. Uh, you're, you're, uh, real quickly, about the Suns, and particularly Lachlan. Fox now, because Lachlan's totally woke. They say, oh, he's a conservative public. That's all nonsense. He, the wife is woke. He's woke. I mean, they're, they're, they're super woke. So you're going to see a lot more of the Dana Perinas. You're going to see a lot more of the Republican climate you know, cult, all of it, uh, sir. Well, I, you know, I think the other son, I would say for sure, Lachlan I haven't given up on. Lachlan can go a little bit both ways, and Lachlan's a businessman. So uh, 
Lachlan is not going to be happy if this trend continues with Fox and our people keep deserting Fox. Uh, he, I, I can't imagine he's happy about the reduced, even though it's not uh, yet uh, fatal. Here's, here's, what they, here's, here's, what ought, here's, here's what you ought to understand. As big a network as they got, all the money, all the talk show hosts, you know, t- they have no stroke. They lost to us in January when they came in hard with the Carl Rove crowd. They came in hard with that. Uh, they've come in hard on this, that this is more chaos. You know, government shutdown, government shutdown. I don't understand if we can seize the moment and then have massive victories like we did in 14. So they're big, but they're ineffective. It's empty calories. They don't, they don't bring the heat, and they don't bring the heat that's focused. Like War Room and others, Kirk, Posobiec, yeah, uh, like, you know, uh, John Solomon, other shows. They don't drive the news or like the uh, uh, New York Times of old. You know, if you got it in the Times 30 years ago, you got it all over television. Well, you go back about four or five years at its height, uh, maybe for 10 years when you had O'Reilly and Hannity and, and, and Tucker, they were making the news. <coughs> I don't hear anything yeah. from Fox. Now. In fact, they are doing warmed over things. Uh, Kilmeade did a, uh, an interview with Shokin. I did the interview five years ago. <laughs> I mean, this is... Kill Me presented as news, five-year-old news, which, by the way, had been on their network. They don't even point it out. <laughs> no, no. Rudy, this, you've been in the news other ways, too. Uh, our audience is, is very uh, interested in, in this story and your response to it. So t- tell us what – there's another January 6th story that's out there floating in the ether. What, what is up with that? Oh, this Ca- Cassidy woman who I hardly know – I, I've talked to her on the phone to get tickets to the inauguration, the first one years ago. I don't remember her. I, I'm sure I saw her here and there. But in any event, she lied about me uh, already, I think, to the committee, where she said that I walked out of the White House with her twice. I happened to have the people that I walked out with. But I let that go. Big deal. What's the difference? Who walks out to the White House? The latest thing is malicious as hell. So I'm going to sue her for sure. We already had the papers uh, done. I think we can get by all the Times v. Sullivan things because we uh, I'm not going to give away our case. But we got some pretty good, solid evidence that it did not happen. And it has an inherently inconceivable thing to it, like in the middle of a crowd in a tent. I'm going to bend over on a, and put my hand up her on dress. A cold, Steve, on a cold day. Say, on a blouse. I bent all the way over. I had to. I mean, I can't get down to where dress if I don't do that. And I went all the way up and I'm going to do that in front of 100,000 people. I mean, it is it, it is a complete lie. Uh, and but I also, I do want to point out, I do not jump over the back seat of my car and grab the wheel either. This is the same one who said that Trump jumped that, over the car yeah. and grabbed around the Secret Service agent, and uh, if she hasn't been discredited with that, nothing will discredit uh, people to these uh, Trump-deranged individuals. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, uh, we'll expect to see that uh, early next week sometime? uh, That's up to Adam and the guys who are doing it. I know what it takes to put a lawsuit together. It always takes two days longer than you think. The last two days, uh, some lawyer comes up with, you left out. You left out. You should have put in. Yeah. 
But luckily, we're within the statute of limitations, yeah, and we got a great we got a great place to bring the suit where the statute is nice and solid. Yeah, I think her veracity of her testimony is is definitely in question. Rudy, how do people get to all your content? Your radio show, your Getter show, your your writing. Where do they go for all of it? We're on Getter tonight at eight. I'll be on uh, live streaming. We we had uh, Brandon Straka uh, uh, last night. We had. That great attorney McBride the night before. Great discussion of January 6th. No one knows January 6th as much as he does because he's been in the, in the courts. And um, tonight we're going to have a wrap up of that. So 8 o'clock tonight on Getter and 3 o'clock okay. on WPRadio.com. And Dr. Maria on Sunday. That's the morning Rude. where I get bailed out. 10 that's the real show. That's the, you, you definitely the, get bailed out. Thank, thank you, Mayor. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, Medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, so there's a huge firestorm going up on Capitol Hill. And remember, the def- the thing that kind of led to this sending them home and, 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 and they acquiescing to going through the appropriations process, as much as they're trying to, like, bundle it, and you're, there's a thousand and one maneuvers going on right now. One of the central pieces of it, they couldn't get, they couldn't even get the defense bill to the floor. And McCarthy said, well, they, you know, we can get to the floor to debate it. Once it's there, you're, you're going to put uh, amendments on, but they're never going to pass. So you've essentially agreed to it. The central beating heart of this, why Zelensky's in town, is that their members are saying, we're not going to do, not only we're not going to address the $24 billion supplemental, we're not going to address it. It's not happening. But also, they want the money out of the defense budget, which is another $350 million, just out of the defense and all these different programs. Zelensky's visit yesterday was catastrophically bad, and everybody knows that. People are in this that know it. He's catastrophically bad. And, of course, Poland yesterday announced – now, they, certain guys in Poland trying to walk about They announced, hey, guess what? You're in talking to the World Trade Organization because you're trying to destroy our farmers with uh, cheap uh, grain. Uh, the answer is no. We're not going to ship any more arms. We're out. And they're the biggest ally. They're the one really pulling the most weight over there. 
in in nations that let's be blunt don't exactly pull their weight that's one of the reasons you're seeing this populist uprising in in um in Europe, which I'm going to talk about at 6 o'clock tonight, we're going to spend time drilling down about how this is a global movement on this populist movement. Ukraine is central because Ukraine is emblematic of what the problem is. You have, this, you have this apparatus that is concerned more with things like the eastern border, eastern Russian-speaking border of Ukraine than they are with the southern border of the United States. And make no doubt about it, this is an invasion, and, and they're exacerbating it. That's why to put HR2, the trinket of HR2. Yeah, HR2 is fantastic. Except they took out E-Verify naturally because the lobbyists wouldn't let them have it in there. It's got some really great provisions in it. But we have, en- we have enough laws right now to stop the invasion that they're not – it's not only that they're not enforcing. They're twisting in a way to exacerbate this invasion. And you're seeing New York City is, is, is having the brunt of it. It's no offense if you're a sanctuary city, you are. So – I want to make sure, by the way, everybody's got to be up to speed on this. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon right now and get the fourth installment in the end of the dollar empire. This is all free. Uh, you know we've been on top of this now for a couple of years. You're up to speed. But the debt trap is the third in the series. You'll, you'll understand exactly what this fight is we're going through right now over the next couple of months. Because it's going to take that long to fight. And every day, remember, we've got to be on the ramparts every day on this thing. Because they're always trying to revert back to the norm or revert back to the mean, which is to spend more money and spend it on woke and weaponized programs. That's the fight, and that's what we're here for. Make sure you understand it. Make sure in the fourth installment about Nixon taking us off, really the convertibility of Federal Reserve notes into dollars will shock you. You'll be stunned by this. The lack of analytical thinking that went into that is absolutely stunning. So go check it out today. Remember, no uh, blue-collar, working-class, middle-class audience has ever been empowered with the understanding of capital markets, macroeconomics, international finance like you have. That's why you're having this major – they don't like it. <laughs> they don't like it a lot where you're having a major impact. The CEO of, uh, of Field of Greens, uh, sir, uh, Miles, thank you for coming on. Uh, answer the question. Just tell the audience first off, what's, what's a superfood? This is a real organic superfood. It's amazing. My guys and myself take it every day. It's 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 energy boost. It's but it's got all these other great things in it. But superfoods are like a hot category. What is a superfood? Yeah, they're uh, thanks for having me, Steve. Um, they're a hot category because a superfood is basically any type of food that is ex- extremely nutrient dense while only giving you very minimal calories. So it doesn't have to be a fruit or vegetable to actually salmon is considered a, a superfood, but it's a bunch of nutrients that can help with, uh, you know, minerals, vitamins, all that kind of stuff. And each of the superfoods that we put inside the field of greens helps with different parts of your body, uh, whether it's your heart, lungs, liver, skin health. So each of those specific superfoods is very nutrient dense and filled with vitamins to help with specific parts of you. Now, why is... Um, field of greens is different because it's organic, and some of the competitors in the in this in this uh, in this sector or this segment are not organic. What what is the difference of having this organic? Is that just a marketing hook, or is there what's the meaning in back of the 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 the, the processes you have to go through just to make sure this is fully organic? Yeah, so um, the organic certification is actually a worldwide certification. There's farmers around the world. And they have to follow strict rules to be considered organic, and we have to follow those when we manufacture the product. The 
Yes, there are other organic products out there, but the main difference of ours is that our competitors, they'll use an extraction process, even if they are organic, where we just take the fruits and vegetables and freeze dry them and crush them up into a powder and put them into that bottle that you got in your hand. So there, it maintains the nutrients of those superfoods that you can lose in the extraction process. And so actually, if you look at the label, um, it actually says nutrition facts as opposed to supplement facts because we're considered a, a – it's actually just a food. So your whole family can take it. Well, is that the reason – I know you don't sell it really as an energy boost, but this got me off of my – quite – as the audience knows, I had, a, I had a, at one time a, a nasty Red Bull habit. I'm now off that since I've been taking Field of Greens. Is is it is part of that being organic and the process you put through and being a superfood? Is it an energy boost too? Yeah, the, well, the main energy boost is actually come from the, most people don't get that many fruits and vegetables in their system at one time. So it's just a shock to the system to start. If you do already take a lot of fruits and vegetables and cook them yourself and take that time to do that, there's actually a, there's ginger in there which can give a nice energy boost. And um, there's not much, but the, the organic tea in there um, has, you know, about 10 milligrams of caffeine. You won't really feel that too much, but that'd be the two things that really give you the boost aside from the, all the fruits and vegetables. Not with all the caffeine I drink. That's a, no, this is, this is my first <laughs> in the morning, so it's the boost. How, how do people get it? Where do people go to check out the information? Because you've got a lot of information about this. I know a lot of people are interested in this area. Where do people go uh, to order? Where do they go to get more information? Yeah, they go to fieldofgreens.com. And actually, every single ingredient inside there, we have a nice drop-down that the developers have made where you click it up. It's got a nice paragraph or two about each ingredient, why we included it, all those superfoods. So fieldofgreens.com, promo code Steve, for 15% off your first order. Let's check it out. The CEO of Superfood, Miles, thank you very much. Appreciate, always appreciate you coming on. Appreciate the team over there at uh, Field of Greens. Love the product. Thanks, Steve, and thanks to all your listeners. Don't ever appreciate it. Don't ever change. Okay, want everybody to pile in there, check it out. We all need energy to man the ramparts. Short break. We're going to go to the southern border of the United States of America. Next. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 